What I have for you is my experience. I know what it's like to feel scared of something new, to have to find people who want to do what I do, teach what I wanted to learn, someone to help me carve out my own path. I know what it's like to have a skeleton in the closet. What I want for you to know, though, it's really not that scary when you have someone who understands the journey. You need to own who you are, own your beliefs, and own the fact that you have life experiences. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate and, if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Life, the road we travel. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be a ballerina. Of course I did. However, I'm Italian and Syrian, so my legs screamed more soccer player than ballerina. Then I wanted to be a veterinarian. Of course I did. I love my dog, and I loved anything on four legs. Then my father died of a massive heart attack. I was 10, finishing fifth grade. I then thought I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a cardiologist. Well, sometimes the world has other plans. I went to Stony Brook University on Long Island with these big dreams. Stony Brook has an amazing medical school. I feared this was a good way to get started on my medical career. Sadly, chem and organic chem, pretty much any math, was going to be the renation of me and my medical career. The summer before my junior year, I was working at one of my two summer jobs when a man came in complaining that he had to get signatures for candidates. I asked one simple question. What's that? Before I knew it, I was on the phone with this older woman. She told me to go to her house and she would explain. When I went over after work, her smoke-filled dining room had nomination papers for every candidate running in New York State and in Nassau County. She gave me brief instructions and sent me on my way. I grew up in Garden City on Long Island and went to all the public schools. Worked in this little neighborhood restaurant called Leo's, and I worked in our village hall. I basically knew everyone. So I went out that night. I got the 
25 signatures on about 15 different <laughs> candidates in one night and then handed them to her the next day. She was shocked. She couldn't believe I got all those signatures in one night. I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. Next night, I was out with more and so on. Went back to school and I changed my major to political science. I found my classes. I found my people. Went on to grad school for political science and got a job working for my state senator during the day. I was encouraged by this awesome woman, Jackie, to get more involved. She told me I should run to be the chairman of the Nassau County Young Republicans. So I did. And I beat the entitled narcissistic guy that was my age for the spot. The Young Republicans were bounced out of our party headquarters years before I was involved for bad behavior. Those rowdy Young Republicans. But I got us back in the building. I grew a grassroots organization and I had a fabulous executive board. I was then asked to sit on a couple of county boards where they wanted my voice to be helpful. And then I got a position working in the new county legislature. I was the token woman and kid, and they would throw me out to the press every now and then just to show that it wasn't just a bunch of older folks and uh, a lot of nepotism. So instead there was me. It was actually pretty fun and grew my interest in politics and grew my interest in communications. I got into St. John's Law and I kept my job in the legislature and I worked full time while I went to law school. I continued doing as much as I could do while I was in law school, while I was working there, still was politically active. When I was in my eighth semester of law school, my brother died of an accidental overdose. I thought that my political career was over. My dream of running for the state assembly, running for state senate, and eventually becoming governor dashed. I was horrified. I just wanted to stick my head in the sand and never come back out. But then I moved to Boston and I left that whole world behind. It was a chance to start new. That always sounds good. And then you realize, how? How do I start now? I have no support system. I was 29. My whole career had been in New York. Where do I start? By the way, Massachusetts is actually more liberal than New York. At least it was then, especially from the area I came from. But I did. I figured it out. I figured out my people. I got myself on a few boards. I met more people. I worked in the Massachusetts State House and on a statewide campaign, and I met more people. I had to come out of my shell. I had to go out there and meet new people. I had to collect friends. I collected my network and my friends that I made from that network, and I coveted those relationships, and I helped them grow, and I stayed in contact with them. Those friends then later on helped me run for chairman of the Massachusetts Republican Party and were by my side when I ran for the Boston City Council. They were also there when I lost my bid for the Boston City Council in the final. The majority of them are men. They are. They were the ones who were the ones encouraging me the whole way. 
in all my years in Massachusetts. I also found through a lot of my career that it was generally the man that I worked for, or it was the guy friends that I had in my jobs or in law school that told me to go for it. What I have for you is my experience. I know what it's like to feel scared of something new, to have to find people who want to do what I do, teach what I wanted to learn, someone to help me carve out my own path. I know what it's like to have a skeleton in the closet because that's how I felt about my brother for such a long time. What I want for you to know, though, it's really not that scary when you have someone who understands the journey. You need to own who you are, own your beliefs, and own the fact that you have life experiences. Regardless if you are 25, 50, or 70, we are all are who we are because of what we learn along the road that we travel. It does not define us. It should broaden our horizons, make us stronger, faster, and sharper. So what's your journey? What is your road that you travel? How can you use that to change the world? When you're thinking about those questions, you'll figure out your path even more into the political arena and why it is so, so necessary for you to jump in and to start your road and your path and your journey to changing the world. Just one little bit. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Thank you.